Welcome everybody to this episode of the ISI Life Podcast. Today I sit down with Randy Fairfax and discuss money. We talk about the finance portion of the wheel and we discuss such topics as how much is enough, how much really leads to contentment, and the five basic uses of money. A guy with just years and years of amazing wisdom uh, packed in 30 minutes for you. So I hope you all enjoy the episode and get something out of it as it relates to your finances. Stay sharp, everybody. All right, we'll just dive right in. Randy, thanks for being here with us today and appreciate your time. And it was fun having you speak at our last ISI event, so I'm glad to reconnect here today. Oh, it was great to be with you. (laughs) Yeah, it's awesome. That group. Yeah, it was a really solid, solid group. Thanks for not making me do yoga. <laughs> Although uh, some of the people who didn't think they wanted to do it were, were really glad that they did. So I know. I was impressed. <laughs> I know. Even my dad, who uh, he, he had this skepticism about it. He's like, man, I feel really good today. <laughs> so, well, thanks for being with us. For, for those of us that you know, don't know you, you don't have the background, um, Give us a little background on, you know, where you came from, where you grew up, uh, how you got to where you are today and, you know, kind of up to current state and what what you do uh, for your work and for your career at this point. Sure. I'll try to do that brief. Uh, Born, raised, still am in the Akron area and ultimately in in middle school met my girlfriend, now wife. That's amazing. So a unique story that way. Uh, And it's been very uh, great run and we still have great fun and. Uh, so that's uh, where I've been. Started my uh, career after college, accounting and a graduate degree in finance. Uh, decided I love to work with people and I love to work with numbers. Mm. Um, but uh, the accounting world was calling me, but I didn't want to be an auditor. So mm. I decided to go into banking. And uh, that turned out to be just a wonderful uh, time. Hmm. I had some unique experiences working with business owners and entrepreneurs at a time when banking was in transition, and I don't need to go through all that. <laughs> but being on the leading edge of that really put me in a unique position yeah. to go and engage people. And uh, through the course of that, uh, I got to see a lot of uh, you know, investment, commercial banking, trust, a lot of deals, but also got to know a lot of individuals and their families. Mm-hmm. And the things that concerned them uh, were the financial transactions we've worked on, but more the relational aspects of their families, mm. how that impacted their businesses and how that impacted succession and three kids and one in the business. And mm. what would you do with this illiquid asset and mm. how would you keep your and my family don't they don't talk well together and, mm. and uh, might this impact our business? And so ultimately. Uh, that led me from banking to try to help solve those issues hmm. into uh, an area uh, with Highland Consulting uh, today that uh, as consultants, we don't sell any products. So I felt it would be good to be on that side <laughs> of the equation to give advice, but not gain yeah. from the advice. Um, and, and we do, uh, I do what we would call family wealth advocacy. Hmm. Um, so I don't know what that means to other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but uh, really to try to be on their side of the table to uh, guide people to steward well, mm-hmm. um, really whatever well, uh, which we think should be effective and efficient, um, whatever the resources, the tangible assets they have, maybe mm-hmm. it's a business, maybe mm-hmm. it's investments um, that uh, help them minimize things like minimize taxes and not pay too much in fees mm-hmm. and avoid poor strategies. Uh, but really the whole purpose in, in doing all of that, uh, we think there's value in those things, but the, the greater purpose is to uh, help them to uh, 
to gain a deeper purpose mm -hmm. of why they're stewarding those assets, mm -hmm. to strengthen the relationships they have in their lives. Maybe that's with their uh, family, maybe that's with their employees, uh, whatever that those relationships are. Um, and then um, to transition that well, uh, both their wealth and their values, mm. which we would phrase that as wealth that lasts. And, and mm. wealth is a much bigger term than just financial assets, mm. but uh, we really uh, try to help people increase uh, wealth that lasts. Mm. That is very powerful. And uh you know, when I first met you and you, and you described that and that's what you do, I thought, man, this is such a powerful, um, you have such powerful wisdom to be able to speak to the ISI group because, you know, the five F's that we try to focus on are, you know, our faith, our family and our key relationships, our faculty, what we do for a living, um, our finances and our health and fitness. And so yeah. the finance one is one that, you know, especially for men typically gets a lot more attention than maybe the other four. And so understanding what that means to, um, you know, to steward our money and some of the things you talked about, I was just, man, this is, this is exactly the kind of message that, that we need to hear over and over and over and over again. So, um, thank you for the wisdom that you've given us and I'm excited to kind of dive into some of it today. Um, and so at the, at the last, you know, ISI, you, you talked, you kind of started your talk with talking about, you know, that money has, you know, five basic, there's five basic uses of money. Uh, so I thought maybe you could, um, kind of share some of those and then get into each of those nooks and crannies as we, as we roll. Sure. Uh, and again, as I shared there, Ecclesiastes says there's nothing new under the sun. Uh, so hmm. these are taken from biblical principles and folks from Larry Burkett to Ron Blue to Dave Ramsey to others, I think would, mm -hmm. uh, I know they would agree with me on yeah. these, uh, but uh, them and others, uh, you can live, use money to live with, uh, use money to give, you use money to grow, you invest it, you grow it, uh, you owe is, you know, what that would be in largely two big buckets. Mm -hmm. You're going to owe creditors or debt, or mm -hmm. you may owe taxes. Mm -hmm. So some would say we break that into two, mm -hmm. even though it may be one. And, uh, those are the five live, give what you may owe somebody taxes, one or mm -hmm. debt two, um, uh, and then giving. Yeah, it's, I mean, those are simple things and simple way, buckets to break it down. And um, I know the one for, for me that I thought was really cool, and I know a lot of guys had questions about it at uh, ISI, was when you talked about the, the giving one um, and how it you know, breaks the power of, of money. Now, if you're feeling like um, maybe a, a prisoner of money or it's the yeah. main thing you think about and how it can break that bond or that addiction or whatever that, that unhealthy thing is you have as it relates to money. So... I, I personally, I thought it was interesting. I've never heard anybody say that. And then also I thought it was interesting how many of the guys latched on to that concept as well. So maybe elaborate on, on that one a little bit on the, the giving component. Well, the giving component is uh, huge. I, by the way, think it's the most ignored and mm. fundamentally the most freeing mm. aspect that's uh, probably given less attention to. Mm. Um, but it's, it's, uh, I see it exemplified in folks I get to deal with, so I'll, I'll share uh, hopefully a brief story. Sometimes I'm not a, I'm accused that that doesn't happen <laughs> in my family. But, uh, you know, there was a gentleman that had more money than he needed and had been successful. We were able to help him with some of that. 
pot. Uh, one day, due to some other questions, he had called in and wanted to talk to this guy that showed up on his attorney's billing statement. Mm. Um, and that was me. Uh, <laughs> we had helped save uh, multiple six, seven figures of taxes with some of the conversations with that attorney. Mm-hmm. So what, upon explaining that, um, uh, he was glad I talked to the attorney and he got billed a few hundred dollars for my conversation. But the bigger question that I had for him was, well, you were really upset, and uh, he's a delightful fellow. He had been very generous. He had had college buildings named after him mm. from some of his uh, giving. Uh, but I would suggest to you that was his giving not mm. in a way that was he was enjoying more duty, perhaps, of, mm. of responsibility. But the uh, the thing that hit me was, I said, well, what if you earned one percent more in your returns of uh, mm-hmm. uh, what would you do with that uh, what would you think about that and mm-hmm. he had a few choice words for me that i won't repeat on the podcast <laughs> but he that was the most stupid question that i had he had ever been asked and uh <laughs> i said well what if you earned three percent more and four percent more and five percent more so the idea that's usually what we do is help people accumulate or grow and that's not a bad goal mm-hmm. Uh, if you know why. Hmm. And in his case, that's what I was curious. Why? Hmm. Uh, what would you do with another, you got more than you need now? What would you do yeah, the next? another million to you. Exactly. Yeah, well, what's another $5 or what's another 10 or what's another 5 million or 10 million? Sure. You pick your range. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a fair question for everybody. Mm-hmm. But uh, in his case, I said, well, isn't there something that you would enjoy? Because he was gruff and having responses... So living, to the first part, do you live with contentment um, and enjoyment? Uh, And a lot of people don't. Hmm. Uh, And so how do they get there? I mean, a part of that, I think, moves to giving. Hmm. And again, even though he had buildings named after him on college campuses, that wasn't giving in a a nature that he enjoyed. So ultimately, and this is the crazy part of life, Nick, (laughs) uh, I said, you know, hey, did you like sports? Uh, This person had some physical limitations Mm -hmm. um, with... uh, you know, with hearing and sight and some of these things. Um, but uh, did you like sports? Well, no, I, you know, I kind of liked it, but no, not really. And, and uh, you know, did you like music? Did you like arts? Did, you know, are there things you enjoyed? And while they would participate in some of those, it was always like, these are stupid questions. Why are yeah. you asking yeah, me this? Get and to the point. Why are you spoke asking? in a bit more colorful <laughs> ways about it. What do you want me to do? Well, Nick, I asked him at one point, I said, well, did you like plays or theater or anything? Everybody seems to, Mm -hmm. there's something I think you're wired with. I think uh, this God that created us gave us all a wiring of things. Uh, So at least I try to engage that to the purpose issue. And Mm. uh, in his case, he said, I I do. I loved the theater before. Mm. Um, And my most favorite play in high school, and he is now, his total tone changed. Mm. He's very enjoying this conversation. and Perked up a little bit. (laughs) He did. He's reflective. And I thought, wow, what is this play that has so impacted your life? Because our whole other conversation Mm. has not been friendly. And uh, he, he said, well, the play was in high school. I loved it. The play's name was You Can't Take It With You. Hmm. And I was like, <laughs> really? <laughs> he tell me just more. said yeah. that play. Tell me about this play. I obviously uh, had to hang up the phone and go buy a copy of this play. It's actually still done today by yeah. student high school groups, as I understand. Hmm. Um, but that idea of you can't take it with you. So at some level, uh, you're giving it to somebody. 
uh, and and really it, it, it to be able to choose and be generous with that mm-hmm. um, is is a very very freeing place to be mm-hmm. at the uh, retreat I commented on a f- couple potential challenges related to that give mm-hmm. number um, but we may or may not have time to talk about those <laughs> here well that's that's interesting you I mean you obviously found uh, something that he was connected with and found something that he was passionate about and uh, I'm guessing that motivated him, maybe to, to. It is well. What I find is there's only utility when you can use something. Hmm. So at some level, of course, uh, even scripturally, it says in Proverbs, you know, prepare for the another hmm. season. Mm-hmm. But at some level, we're preparing and preparing, but we don't get utility. Hmm. Um, so at some level, I mean, I've seen people's homes that sure. nobody's allowed to use a room. <laughs> So at some level, their utility doesn't last very long because they can't use it. They Mm -hmm. can't give it. I've seen people Mm -hmm. that have a beautiful car. They do an awesome job of restoring it, but they spend more time worrying about it or paying for its protection Mm -hmm. than they do using it or giving it, by the way. I think those would be, you know, so Mm -hmm. if you love that thing at some level, how do you let give it to someone else to enjoy Mm -hmm. that with you? Mm -hmm. And that's really hard. Once we gain, we want to protect as opposed to give. Mm Um, and we, we tend to close our hands. So that can be around a car. It can be around a room. It sure. can be around your finances. Mm. It can be around your time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and when we learn to give generously of any of those assets or resources, mm-hmm. I've just seen it in life after life, it, 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 the tremendous enhancement that starts coming out of that. That's awesome. And uh, so number one was live. So simple, spend more than... Yeah, well, out of those, uh, I think there's some common habits that that we can at least try. So to live, I mean, you want to live with a contentment and enjoyment, but Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't. Yeah. Um, So a habit that you might employ is spend less than you make. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Many people don't start there. Mm -hmm. But if you start on that path, and I mean, whatever income you make Mm -hmm. from what you may consider modest to what you consider a lot, Mm -hmm. uh, and I've seen both ends of that spectrum, uh, people make a lot of money and don't spend less than they make. And Mm -hmm. people that make uh, very little money do spend less than they make. Mm -hmm. You will, one, grow wealth, and it will add to your ability to enjoy enjoy and have contentment. But the habit is spend less than you make. Mm -hmm. So all these things are simple, just not easy. You know? Exactly. <laughs> um, and I didn't come up with them. There's this book yeah. that was <laughs> Which called <one>? the Bible <laughs> long ago that all created these principles that a apply. common theme we hear on all these uh, interviews is, uh, you know, a lot of these like simple principles root back to scripture yeah. and, you know, it, it really is the owner's manual. Uh, so live, uh, spend less than you make. Give, um, you know, talking about breaking the power of money or breaking the, uh, you know, this, the, the rule maybe that it has over you. Yeah. Um, and then the third one is grow, which um, you talked about planning, you know, planning for margin, planning for financial margin. So maybe this also came from from your banking days. I'm sure you saw some um, train wrecks along the way. <laughs> uh, maybe lack of planning. But what are some nuggets you have, you know, in relation to the planning for financial margin uh, element and the growing element? Well, I mean, it starts with how you live. So you, if you're not spending less than you make, it's really difficult to create margin. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where it would start. But creating that margin, I mean, life is unpredictable. Things will happen. And that's, I apply this. Absolutely, it's mm-hmm. to finances, but it's also to rest and health and a mm-hmm. lot of other areas. Your five areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
if you don't uh, create uh, margin on growing, uh, you're probably not going to grow that relationship with yeah. your wife, your friends, whoever it is that you're in relationship with. But that margin has to be created, and that allows you to then, uh, in the financial world particularly, compound the growth. Mm-hmm. It allows you for to uh, c- prepare for these times of uncertainty. We don't live in a world with certainty. Uh, so okay. you have to have margin if you think everything's going to work out that if I spend this and my job's going to last me for 20 years and I take on this obligation for mm-hmm. 20 years, it's perfect. It's going to match up. Yeah. I hope that works for you. Yeah. <laughs> but that's not planning for margin. Sure. Um, um, one of the you know common things I think people look for is, okay, can we, can we break this down into something? Uh, tax or get specific about you know what what you mean when you say margin and I know we you know we're talking about Dave Ramsey we're both Dave Ramsey fans um, he has you know different things in FPU and, and whatnot but when you talk about margin if you were to give people maybe some specific advice uh, as it relates to maybe an emergency fund or X amount of dollars set aside do you have any um, you know best practices or specifics that people can employ as it relates to um, the grow and the planning for margin principle? Well, the, again, I always have to start elementally. Your first step is to spend less than you make. Mm-hmm. And I shared with your group uh, an individual that had made over $750,000 a year for 25 years mm-hmm. and had never spent less than they made. Hmm. So that's hard to believe for some, but I saw it and I see it in mm-hmm. life. So it's not a matter of how much mm-hmm. you have coming in. It's a choice you make on what goes out. Mm. With that being said, uh, that will create different levels of, of need and lifestyle. Sure. Um, but in broad measure, I mean, if you're not saving one penny, mm-hmm. uh, starting to save $5 a month is yeah. a huge step in the right direction. Yeah. Uh, ultimately, building that as any of those folks you named, from Ron Blue to mm-hmm. Dave Ramsey to mm-hmm. me, to some reasonable level it would be a stretch a thousand dollars in a an account i mean that's a, a wonderful place to give you a place to start it's a little buffer yeah. it says you know lord's mercies are new every morning and so every morning you have to be willing to forgive yourself mm-hmm. if you don't make it to those places um the uh, but it, if you make it to that place i mean the next place you're going to start is to create some uh what do, what am i spending a month you would have that mm-hmm. in place and and now you've okay, let's get three months of my spend Mm -hmm. in case something happens that I'm not now gaining income or so those are all steps in the right direction. And, and all of those folks have, you know, more marketable graphics (laughs) than I have, but, (laughs) but those basic elements you're building towards, uh, you know, once you get some savings in there for your lifestyle spend, um, you may be saving for a car. You may be saving for sure. a new baby. All kinds of needs that come into play. But mm-hmm. uh, the 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 foundational element is starting with where you live, and then creating that where you grow. And then at some level, you're going to be creating for your retirement, and your your you should be saving and doing some of those type mm-hmm. of things. So all of those work well. Now the caution I always give uh, because sometimes I pe- see people that have done that extremely well, mm-hmm. and it goes to your earlier question, Nick. Uh, and now they don't know when to stop. Mm. Yeah, the limit. Now that's fewer people, I'll readily admit, uh, but they've done it really well, mm. and they've saved and they've minimized debt. But now they don't know how to give mm. because they're on a tread trend that 
it's just more. I need mm-hmm. to save more. Sure. And that why question never gets answered, mm-hmm. leading to the give question. Sure. So, and I, you talked um, a lot about that. Was the other thing people uh, had a lot of positive comments to say about setting that, that kind of that lifestyle limit um, and, and kind of predetermined before you're yeah. there, before you reach that point. So you've kind of pre-established uh, that route and you've made those hard decisions before you're emotionally in the decision. So maybe talk a little bit about that. Cause I know as it was a hot topic and um, it meant a lot to me and especially the guys in our small group, we talked a lot about that. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, my wife and I have found it beneficial and I think uh, many others do. I don't find many that do it often is to basically set a lifestyle mm. that you think would you be comfortable with, whatever that may be. Yeah. I think you do that in consultation with the guy that owns it all, mm. God, mm-hmm. I would say. But uh, certainly with if you're married, your spouse, if you're not married, you can talk to yourself. But uh, And what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's a very personal decision for a lot of folks. But I know for in our personal situation at the time, many, many years ago when I uh, came across this idea, uh, I thought, wow, you know, we, we don't park our cars in a garage. We have one bathroom. <laughs> we're living on top of each other with three kids in this house. They were very young. We would host people. It's sometimes 11 to 12 people would be in our home, one, one bathroom. And we thought, wow, if we could ever live in a house with two bathrooms and if we could ever park our cars in a garage, even one of them in a garage. And, uh, we set just some benchmark things mm-hmm. and, uh, I think that's wise to think about sure. uh, and say, you know, what, what would that, what would that look like? We may get there. We may not, mm-hmm. uh, how hard uh, we work with the skills that God has given us, mm-hmm. uh, opportunities that he connects us with, and we'll see what happens in life. But if we ever did get to point X, that second bathroom, <laughs> that second bathroom, <laughs> that car in a garage, uh, in Ohio, that's a good thing. Yeah, uh, when snow comes. <laughs> coming. But if we ever got there, that our kids could sleep in different bedrooms sure. instead of on top of each other. Uh, and if we don't get there, we'll be content in the process. Mm. Uh, but if we got there, that's what we we think that could be. A, that would be a good place for us to live life at. Yeah. And then should we gain more than that, um, whatever that may be, it frees us to utilize those even more. We don't give up giving and serving and helping others in the process, Mm -hmm. but now it just adds to that pile that says, hey, we've got more. And uh, personally, I don't like looking for houses or cars. Now, some (laughs) people do. Um, so I, that took a lot of pressure off me. Hey, if we ever got to that spot, <laughs> I, I, I'm done. <laughs> go <laughs> I'm down done. that road. You I think and yeah. have floorboards that don't work and I can drive that car. But, but practically it, it puts us in a position to then be excited. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm saying my wife and I, uh, we don't, those things don't consume our thought. Mm. It's wow. Look what we get to do with, uh, uh, we have been fortunate and uh, we we do we are able to park our cars in garages and we have more than one bathroom but yeah. uh, uh, what's well, but it, it's been for fun to yeah. to say now what do we do now what yeah we we've got a few extra dollars here that seem to come in this year and that year and yeah. and how do we get to enjoy those uh, mm. by uh, uh, utilizing them not for us uh, but for others mm-hmm. and um, it sounds like you guys have found causes or things that you've been connected with, you know, much like the gentleman with the play, uh, you found your thing, you know, that, um, how did you, do you have any advice for people on, um, 
on that piece of it. Once they've kind of reached their limit and they want to give more, just even connecting to their why or, or what motivates them. Like the gentleman, you asked all those questions to kind of help corral them to that that spot. Um, he's like, why are you asking me those questions? But what are, what are some, what are some ways where people can maybe think about how to connect to that, that better purpose so that they are motivated to, to get there and, and, um, connect to that why of giving or, or earning? Yeah. I mean, uh, there's a few exercises that actually we walk some folks through. Mm -hmm. Um, so there are some tools out there, uh, that do that. But in, in short, I would say, I think we're kind of wired with passion. Mm -hmm. Um, with some talent. And then I think we have a calling. I think we're created for some type of a calling hmm. and where those three intersect, hmm. I think, uh, is a good place to start. Hmm. And, and I'll tell you, uh, and if you're married, it's good to try to help those intersect as spouses. They won't all uh, do that the same, at least mm -hmm. certainly not for my wife and I, mm -hmm. I have different passions. Um, <laughs> I have different talents, sure. um, but we do see similar callings. So, uh, a lot of folks, if you do it without those, um, mm -hmm. uh, I guess I, and, and I guess we speak from our own weakness, Sure. but I always, uh, I had the tendency to think, you know, I believe in God and I do. And he loves me, I think. Mm -hmm. He does, but I think. And uh, so everything is sacrifice. Mm -hmm. I got to give away and I got to mm. put down. I, I don't read it that way. I think God calls us to do those things we love and enjoy. Mm. In fact, uh, he talks in Jeremiah about dancing in the streets. Mm -hmm. He talks about, you know, whatever the, uh, the yep. passions of your heart are. He wants to give you the delights of your heart. Mm in line with his mission. So I think so many people ignore that hmm. and they get uh, thoughts in their head of, okay, if I've got funds, this is what I must give it to. Hmm. And I think I shared that, you know, when our children were young, yeah. you, know, you know, we gave them the three envelopes, you know, you get to spend some, you get to save some, and here's this other envelope, you give it away. Hmm. And in our case, we, they gave it to their church children's program. Mm. Well, they came to us one day as I shared mm -hmm. and uh, awesome. said, Hey, you know, uh, Gina, who looks after us is going on this trip down to Haiti. Mm. And she was saying that, uh, some people were helping her. Can we give our money to Gina? Oh, wow. Yeah. And of course, being the good dad that I was, my <laughs> initial response was, well, no, we give that to the church. You give that to the church. <laughs> And then I realized, wait a minute. They're passionate about this. The yeah. church is everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our kids are into this. They know Gina. And she's going down to, to awesome. help folks in Haiti. Absolutely. That's yeah. also giving it to the Lord. So yeah. um, I rescued from ruining my kids. There Not that that's ruining them. I love to give to the church. So please uh, don't misinterpret <laughs> my sarcasm. No, no. Just... But the, I think so many people, that's the mind I give it to my college. I give it to my church, which sure. again, these aren't bad things, but they may not be where they're passionate about. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's a place in their church that they're passionate about children's mm -hmm. or sports or, sure. or music or something that they can focus on that. They also, I think, um, I encourage people that if you're sending checks there, then you should be 
largely interested in mm-hmm. also using it with your talent, with your influence. Um, you know, I do support things that I'm not talented in. I love music, but I'm not talented in music. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but still, I enjoy it. And so that's maybe a long and convoluted answer. But I think if mm-hmm. we miss one of those two, mm-hmm. um, we do one of three things. By the way, I think that's in giving or in work. If we if we misalign mm-hmm. uh, passion and talent and calling, we either drop out, we burn out, or we bore out. Mm. And I find so many people in one of those situations, sometimes in life, but many times mm. when they try to figure out where to give to, sure. it, it doesn't excite them. They're not excited about it. And uh, I think you can be. In fact, I think you should. It's be. exciting. Yeah, it, it switches it from like a almost a sense of like, duty to yeah. something you're actually like excited about and somebody asked uh, your group uh, is very insightful so they <laughs> asked the question well great if i create a finish line but i'm gifted does that mean i'm done yeah <laughs> and i'm thinking oh golly no i, yeah. I mean you've been gifted in uh, that case in business yeah. i mean i met a businessman i'm just selling i don't need any more resources sure. to live life i we're set, we're doing this. And so just selling my business and getting mm-hmm. out of this, why, you know, and then I'll give my time to help volunteer places, which is wonderful. Sure. But I said, but is that what you're really going to like? You're really good at this. You're Super. really gifted. You really like it. Yeah. Oh, I do, but I don't need any more. Wonderful. That's okay. <laughs> Dedicate your next deal to something you support. Mm. And uh, use your gifts and abilities and skills. And I really think we're called to do that in yeah. whatever we do, whatever we eat, drink, do, do it all to the glory of God and, and with fun and enthusiasm. Mm. Um, I think that's the other F you might need fun. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah, commonly comes up. Hey, we'll just make it six. We'll just... You do it well in your group, by the way. Well, that's, I mean, I mean, there's so many nuggets of wisdom there. Um, and you know you talked you talked about it a little bit even today already, but just the idea of um, stewardship and who owns it that was a big part of of the talk, and um, I think it'd be good for us to you know give it a little bit of attention to that. But you know you asked two questions, um, you know first of all who owns it, and then um, the other two which I thought were awesome, and just you know what does God want me to do with my money, versus what does God want me to do with His money, um, and the, you know, the paradox of those two and the way that those two interact with each other are, are deep questions. Yeah. And then I'm curious, you know, if you could just expand on that a little bit or talk about why, you know, why, why did you lead in with those two questions and make us think about those? Well, the, the who owns it all question is big. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love, you know, I love to have that. That's not for this discussion, but you know, the, the, the four big questions in life, I think mm. that need answered. And I borrow those from Chuck Colson, um, who's borrowed them from the Bible, <laughs> but oh. you know, where did we come from? What went wrong? How do we fix it? And what's our purpose in life? Mm. And, uh, so where we come from has some bearing on this, who owns it all mm. question in our lives. And so if we do, if it's through our might and our power and we own it, um, then all of that is for our benefit and our purpose. Mm. Uh, there's breakdowns in that, that, uh, at least as I've explored that question and talked to many others that have, that doesn't match up with how life is lived out to 
growing contentment and enjoyment. So that's a personal question mm. and decision, but who owns it all? Mm. And if ultimately, as I believe that we were created by a God and he owns this all, he gave us abilities, he expects us to use them, by the way, mm-hmm. um, uh, then if he owns it all, how do I steward that? It mm. also takes pressure off in the sense that, okay, that wasn't mine. Now, when I lost a business that was stolen from me, mm-hmm. Uh, that I had been using for good, at least in my definition, mm. it's kind of hard to remember, okay, God owns it all. I, mm. uh, it doesn't mean I don't fight for my rights and do some of those things within a reasonable amount. Sure. Uh, but what it helped alleviate for me, it took time, mm. but was bitterness and anger and, mm. you know, that's gone and mm. growing. So, God, I don't get it. You own it. We were doing great things, I thought. You know, folks steal it, Hmm. not appropriately, but, uh, hey, you own it, now you've got me with these resources. Um, That ultimately, if he owns it all, and I believe that God loves me and that he has my best interest in mind, Mm -hmm. which are two big questions that are hard for people to answer, I Mm -hmm. think that uh, that's true. But do you believe that that's true Mm. uh, are two big questions. So who owns it all? Now, the who owns it all usually can be answered in three questions, which is what you were alluding to. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them was, uh, usually we start out with, what do I do with my resources? Mm-hmm. Though that tells you who owns it. <laughs> I own it, and it's my resources. Uh, if we make some advancement on who owns it all, what do I do? What does God want me to do? Mm-hmm. At least we're acknowledging there's a God with my resources. Mm-hmm. But they're Second still layer. mine. Sure. Uh, and the third level question, if you can get there, mm. um, is what does God want me to do with his resources? And, his resources, yeah. and those can have very different answers. Mm. Um, it allows us to release it. If, if uh, as I shared, uh, you have a car that a young man totals, <laughs> that was the pride of your day. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't get it. What happened? I did a good thing here, but okay. Um, the young man's okay. We'll yeah. move on with life. It, it allows, it was your car. And okay, mm-hmm. if you want me to use these savings to buy a new car, I don't get it. God, I don't feel real good about this. Mm. Uh, but if you own it all, uh, but even not just financially, as I shared, I mean, that goes to uh, your kids. Mm. It goes to everything uh, related to your vocation and those things. And, and I shared a very, you know, and I think if you go down that, that spectrum and get to that last spot of, you know, that, what does God want me to do with his fill-in-the-blank money, resources, et cetera? I mean, how have you found people actually have gotten to that more mature viewpoint? Is it just Well, time? I'm still working on it. <laughs> is it just <laughs> I, I think it is, Nick. I mean, I don't, I mean, all of these are wonderful places to shoot for. Yeah. I guess in my uh, frame of reference, those principles are what I'm shooting for. So sure. at least I know where I'm trying to get to. Yeah. And, and what I found, and I guess I'll speak personally, and, and others have shared the testimony, whenever I start getting anxious about something, mm. uh, it usually means that that's what I own mm. still. Mm. So, uh, you know, your brother just had a bad accident. Yep. Um, would you pray for that? But... Uh, if he's anxious because he can't do his normal workout or anything, then maybe, maybe he's holding mm. on to that mm. as opposed to saying, Hey, this is what I have today. And, and I don't 
that's probably a very poor example as a, as a gift, you know, as but this to, is yeah. where I'm at today. And this is what I get to resource mm-hmm. today. Yeah. Uh, God's purpose for his resources. Mm-hmm. And so I don't have that ability today to do what I did mm-hmm. yesterday. Mm-hmm. I'll probably get it back and that'll be fun. And I'm looking forward to that yeah. day. Uh, but we, whenever, at least for me, when I'm bitter or anxious or angry, mm-hmm. usually it's because that's sometimes that's somebody's attacked my reputation, mm-hmm. uh, my reputation. Um, mm-hmm. And sometimes that's a, none of us like that. I don't like that. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it's because I've made a bad business decision or somebody else has, as mm-hmm. I told you, and I lost a business decision. And But but wait a minute, I grew that thing and I developed it. And so that was an actual example. It uh, was. That, I did. That you worked through in your life. And it, it very much, all of those were, by the way. Uh, I can't play basketball the same today <laughs> as I used to. And I've questioned that. Yeah. <laughs> How come I can't? Uh, but the, uh, I guess the less less mature, if that's the way you want to look at it, um, viewpoint on the, on the lost business was, this was mine. Why is it taken away? And you got to a a more mature standpoint over time with that particular example, right? Yeah. I had to say it wasn't okay. It wasn't mine. I I did develop it and we did grow it and it was very profitable Mm. and it was doing well. And, uh, we were taking our portion of that business and giving it away. Mm. Um, so we think that was a good thing to do, but, but sure. Uh, yeah. Why? I mean, mm. why? And there's a, yeah. and I don't know that answer, sure. by the way. But if it wasn't mine, but you're at peace with that, it. I got to use it for a while, and it got to do these other things for a while. If I can have that perspective, mm. it took a while. Yeah, it took my wife longer. Uh, but uh, then I say, okay, God, th- I don't have that now. Yeah, that was your resource that I'm no longer in charge of. Yeah, um, it didn't work out well after that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but what am I in charge of mm. and what do you want me to do with it? So again, I'm sharing with you the ideal world. Yeah, no, it's, but uh, that's a long way to get it there. It is. Yeah. It's, um, uh, a long, a long road. I think it's a lifetime journey, at least for me. Sure. Um, but the more that, which I default to Matthew yeah. six thirty three, uh, the more I seek first his kingdom, mm. uh, then, uh, and we just sold a house. Yeah that we loved, that our grandkids <laughs> love, that our crazy. wife loves. Um, and we don't, we're not really sure why we right. did that. Um, but you just and that like caused some <laughs> questioning. <laughs> it caused some bitterness. You're, you're, now you're even though we to, made the decision. Yeah, now you're back to one bathroom. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but my cars are still in a garage. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, but, I think, uh, I think yeah. I, um, a few years back, uh, Ken Blanchard, I'm sure you've, familiar yeah. with him and read you know a lot of stuff but he uh he spoke and my main takeaway was that he had this the concept of that it you know it all goes back in the box you know yeah. um much like the play you know um that you mentioned earlier and that stuck with me is that i came into this world you know with nothing and um i feel like i've been blessed with you know this thing or that thing or and, but it's not you know i had to put in my part of the effort but um really god you know made it grow um, it doesn't matter who, you know, plants the seed or who waters it, it matters that God makes it grow. And that, that's always stuck with me in terms of that, just that mentality that, um, I have to do my part. And I think it's, I bring that up because we talked a lot about contentment and I'm curious just your, um, contentment versus complacency. And I, my, my viewpoint on it, and I'm curious if you think I'm on the right path here is that I always think I'm, I'm always content, you know, to your example about, um, the house. Like I'm, I'm, I'm content with a one, one bathroom, no garage. I'm content with that, but I'm not necessarily, you know, 
complacent where I, I strive for more. I think I'm capable of more than God has gifted me with the ability to do more. So fighting or balancing is maybe a better word than content versus complacency as it relates to this. Um, so my, my viewpoint is always content, never complacent. Yeah. What do you think about I that? I like it. <laughs> I like it. I mean, I think that's what we're called to do. That's Colossians. You know, whatever you eat, whatever you drink, whatever you do, do it all to the glory of God. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's just sit and let life pass you by. Mm. That's complacent. I mean, you're, you're striving to be excellent, to do things well. Not The motive isn't that you get recognition. Sure. Um, Psalms, it says, you know, you know, May God bless you. May his face shine upon you. Mm-hmm. You want blessings and all that. We don't know what those will be. Sure. But so that mm. the world might know yeah. of him. So I think we're called to do things with excellence. And, and I don't think you can do that sitting still. Mm. I don't think you can do that. Uh, uh, you watching. Know, and yeah. I say sitting still related to complacency sure. and watching. And yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think we ever get to do that until... Uh, I'm, I'm, Telling you my understanding, yeah. uh, until our last breath, well, then then we're done. But yeah. until then, we're stewarding yeah. something that God has given us, and might be a little, it might be a lot in other people's eyes. But it's everything that we have. Which, at the same vein, the contentment part of what you said, mm-hmm. um, being content, at least as I would understand that as well, means we have everything we need today. Mm-hmm for what we're supposed to do today. But that doesn't mean that uh, if you're studying for a degree that you're not supposed to have one, so just quit today. (laughs) It doesn't mean you're not supposed to, you know, grow your business or love your wife more Mm -hmm. or engage with your kids more. This is good today. We're good. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't think so. I think uh, we're built for relationships Mm -hmm. and we're built for excellence in those to do that, Mm -hmm. to glorify God. And so I don't think that's a place that says you ever arrive mm. at the time we do arrive. We're in a different place because we're dead here. So mm-hmm. that's how I understand it. Oh, I love um, that's motivating. Then the, you know, the verse from Colossians, what was the remember Colossians verse that? You... Oh, now you're going to test me. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I, I think it's three twenty three. Okay. But, All right. uh, um, that's awesome. We'll, we'll put a lot of these like references in the, some of the notes yeah. for people to go back. A lot of people are doing, you know, memory verses and whatnot. You've, rattled off a bunch here. So thank you for that. Um, well, as we kind of start to kind of bring a, bring closure to the conversation, um, regarding verses, that's one of the things that we do as people. And since we we're just talking about that, um, some people have, uh, a few go-tos that they have and some people have one central one that they, you know, they have in their house and their car and their business. And, um, do you have one or a, a collection of, of a few that you, you, you said verses? verses? Life verses, yeah. I do have, uh, I mean, I have a number of them depending on the situation. Yep. That Thankfully, uh, somebody forced me, not out of the right motives. I did it for candy bars when I was little. <laughs> but, uh, but no, two verses that probably, uh, Micah 6-8 always yeah. uh, for me. And uh, I've had a number of... Uh, very challenging times in college. At one point, I remember early marriage and a new baby on the way and mm. work. And, and I don't know, maybe it would be described as a nervous breakdown that was almost occurring. I don't know. Yeah. never had a nervous breakdown, so I don't know. But I was just so anxious over some assignments. 
and uh, and Micah six eight, you know, he showed you a man what's good, what the Lord requires of you to love mercy, seek justice, and walk mm. humbly with your God. And I'm thinking I'm going to fail this test tomorrow. <laughs> I'm going to be all this is going to be out the window. And then it's like, wait a minute, I I could have controlled that. I could study more than just the last minute, but in the big picture. He's not asking me to get the degree or uh, love mm-hmm. mercy, seek justice, love mercy, uh, you know, at least as I would, I'm not a theologian, mm-hmm. but uh, I like to study. Uh, mercy is, I can show that to others that may not deserve it, mm. just as God has showed it to me that didn't deserve it. So mm-hmm. I have the power over somebody else that doesn't deserve it. Love the person that. that stole my business sure. from me in a very irrefutable way, I have a choice mm. on the. Uh, if I show that mercy or live mercy, um, seek justice on behalf, as I would understand that of others that may not be able to speak for themselves Hmm. or wrong has been done. Um, these are high callings, I think, and then walk humbly with my God. So uh, that is a big time fallback verse. I, I say, if you want to call me a cop out because, you know, you know, we just had dear friends and, uh, of our kids and at 40 years old a person dies of a heart attack and a wife's left with three young kids Mm. and a very challenging situation Mm. I don't get it I I can't explain that it doesn't make sense to me and I can try to do all that and get angry and bitter I'm speaking personally Mm -hmm. or I can love mercy seek justice this is what I can do which all folks would tell you (laughs) in anything you do what you can do, sure. focus on that versus yeah. creating. There's a big world out here that has a fallen world that things don't work like they're supposed to. Mm-hmm. I don't get floods. I don't get fires. I don't get, I don't get it. And yeah. that stuff would, so rather than being overwhelmed by those things for me, mm. that's why Micah 6 eight. Mm. this is what I can do. Yeah. I can't fix that dad coming back. Now maybe I sure. can give him a ride or give him food, sure. but that would be mercy, justice, or walking humbly with yeah. my God. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I, you know, we get a deal that falls through when we've done everything right in our business. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know why hmm. we're good people. We do good things with the resources. We give good it, advice. Yeah. I can't explain it. Yeah. And I, so I can spend a lot of time as many people I talk to, hmm. Obviously, you learn from things. I don't want sure. to ignore a lot of other things. But ultimately, what I can do, mm-hmm. you know, is is this. When a disease or recognition comes and we can't fix it in our lives, um, you know, we go through the process. We'll figure it out. But what can I do today? Yeah. Love mercy, seek justice, and walk humbly with my God. Mm-hmm. And that, for me, Nick, has been taken me through many, many things. Mm. And, uh, so it's a, a very important verse. I don't know if it's the verse. Yeah. Well, it sounds um, like it. I mean, I asked my kids in that last year is mm. it really affected me. It's first Peter four ten, mm. which each of you should use whatever gifts you have been given, mm-hmm. uh, to serve others, uh, in this way, expressing the grace and glory. Mm. I've added a bit in the paraphrase there, uh, uh, expressing uh, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Mm. So to me, that states each of us are very unique and very, we Mm. need to use those unique gifts. And I wish I were Nick and (laughs) could do podcasts or things, but (laughs) you certainly could. But while I, (laughs) but while I do that, I'm missing whatever unique gifts I, Mm. I should be able to celebrate Mm. Nick Mm. and that he does that or Mm. anyone else and, and use whatever gifts you've been given. Yeah not always looking for something more. And so, uh, that's a, 
a verse awesome. that we try to practice yeah. of encouraged in our family. But there's many, many two. others. Yeah, those are two fantastic ones. Yeah. It's interesting as you like dwell on, you know, verse through the different seasons of your life, like the, you know, Micah verse. It's interesting how you can apply it to all these different stages, you know, from young age and school to, <laughs> to current state. Um, yeah. I think that's what's really neat about, um, you know, really marinating on a, on a specific verse and, and going really deep with it as opposed to just going for volume. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Um, well, as we, as we kind of close down, um, would you mind closing us in a, in a word of prayer? Glad to. Lord, thanks. Just that there's folks that uh, are curious about improving lives and doing what that might be. Pray that uh, they would do that with you getting the glory, uh, at least have the opportunity to understand and do that. Pray that we would do that well. But thanks uh, for Nick, for others that would just explore those topics and seek to grow. And as iron sharpens iron, encourages people to do. And in these all areas of life, you've given that model in Luke 2.52 of growing a balanced life. Um, and thanks that they would seek to do that. Pray that anything shared today that would confuse people would be forgotten. Hmm. And uh, just pray that uh, we would live you out well in whatever we do. In Jesus' name. Amen. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Randy. Thanks, Nick.